Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John, and I'm with my beautiful wife, Stephanie. Hello. And today we want to talk about what is, well, I think all of our podcasts are going to be about what is love, because love is a huge subject, because God is love, so, and God is a huge subject, so, (laughs) (laughs) um, that love should penetrate every part of our lives. And so every subject we talk about has to come from the angle of love or experiencing the love of God in it. Yes. Today, we want to talk about where we grew up from, how we started with God. We started with God in religion. Well, you started in religion. Yeah, true. Well, (laughs) you were introduced to God in religion. Yes. Uh, My background is unchurched. I came from one side of the tracks and you came from the other. Right. <laughs> you grew up in religion from the time you were born and I was introduced when we met. Yes. I had to get you into religion to get you saved. <laughs> 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 but even from a teenager growing up in the uh, certain church, I won't mention it, but everybody's been one at one time. Right. <laughs> uh, growing up in the church that I was in, I even knew as a teenager there was something wrong because the the way people acted didn't line up with the Word of God. And it was very smothering. And, I mean, I couldn't even whisper to a friend sitting next to me without being scolded. And uh, that actually act- actually caused me to lash out and walk away from the church because everybody was just so... It was, man, you want to talk about, uh, how do you say it? It was all rules. Yeah, it was rules and... Rules and punishment. Yeah. So, um, that's what I knew about God. He was rules and punishment, and that sent me on a trail of getting... I I was sick of it. It took my life in a direction of total rebellion, hatred, anger. Nobody could control me. I did what I wanted to. I was fed up with the religion. I was fed up with the control. I lived life the way I saw fit. See, you rebelled, and it was out of anger towards religion. And I, I always did what I was told, but my heart wasn't right about it. I just, I was looking for love in the version that I thought I should have been receiving it. Do what you're told, and if you do what you're told, then you're loved. Yes, yes. You'll be loved. But even even when I did what I was told, I, it, it didn't relay love. Mm, nope. It, it never came through as affection and adoration and honor, and it just it it was a it was a totally different atmosphere. So I was set out on a journey to find love, and I was going to do it my way. Yeah, and I think that's why. People get it so many get what Jesus said wrong so much of the time. He says um, he came to restore that which was lost, and a lot of people say that that's uh, bringing salvation to man. But salvation wasn't lost in the garden. Right. It's a that. And so that which was lost was your identity as loved sons. When you're restored to your identity and who God sees you as, not who religion sees you as or who man sees you as, you're a much-loved son or daughter, however you want to put it. Son is not a gender. Son is a position. Yeah. Being a much-loved son is restoring that which was lost because when your belief is right, 
your actions will be right. And religion always comes at it from the area of actions first. And you can't do that. That's Old Testament. If you could control your actions through rules, you, then Jesus didn't need to die. We could just follow the Old Testament laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What is your experience with religion? It, it, was, it was very much still the same as when I was growing up. You know, I mean, I followed the rules, but I wasn't happy about it. And with my wonderful leader, you, <laughs> I knew how to rebel. And I got to the point where I learned how to despise the rules of religion. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand why God would bring me in just to throw a bunch more rules on me that I was not happy about. I, I learned rebellion <laughs> against religion. And not, not to say that rebellion is, um, is uh, good, but there are cases where rebellion is good. As long as it's played out just right, the rebellion can actually bring redemption. You know, there, there are things that we're told that we should do. Like, I mean, let's say if you grew up in a cult, you need rebellion. What we were rebelling against was the, the rules of engagement that religion put on us. Um, what we wanted was love. We wanted to experience this, this God of love that we had seen written about in the Bible. But all we were experiencing was the rules of engagement to be involved with God. But the Bible says that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Oh, no. But see, you get further into our walk and you see that if you love me, you're going to want to obey. You'll do it without so much effort because you're being led by me. Because you love me, you're going to follow me. Less... um, exerted effort and obeying because it's coming from a heart of love you don't have to strive right i don't have to strive to be your husband right (laughs) you don't have to strive to be my wife exactly because we're in a loving relationship yep it's it's a relationship where we're both free to be who we are in the presence of each other because we give each other grace and we give each other room to grow and to be who we are and allow god that room to change each other. The real purpose of the podcast is to expose true love in every area of life through grief, through sufferings, through trials and tribulations, through the good times, through the bad times. I mean, we all experience the same things with each other. And love has to be the, the precipice for everything that we do and say with each other yeah even in the times when it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> because religion looks at scriptures and says you know to, to love your brother and if you're a baptist you it means to you that you're going to love your baptist brothers right love your you know but forsaking see, all others <laughs> right but see the scripture when it says love your brother that wouldn't be a commandment if it wasn't hard right so it says love your brother because you're always going to have those times of hardship with your brother. It's easy to love someone who loves you. Isn't that what Jesus said? Mm-hmm. It's easy, yeah. So um, to love your brother is to love them in the hard times. Love them in their struggle. Love them in their lack of understanding. Love them in their weakness of faith. 
that's when it counts the most for what reward do you have if you love those who love you right so but we cannot do that I cannot love somebody in their weakness it's impossible for me to do that because my flesh is judgmental Mm-hmm. My flesh wants to snatch people up. My flesh wants to punch you in the face and wake you up. But when I'm a son, through the perspective of God, it's Christ in me that loves. Yeah. And I yield to that. Right. It's it's becoming responsive instead of reactive. It's in the moment, being quiet, allowing them to manifest so to speak, whatever it is that's coming from them, and just listen. I think that when we spend more time listening, we, f- we get more from the Holy Ghost. We get, we get downloaded from Holy Spirit, and He shows us things. And if, if we can speak, when He says to say something, it will come from that place of love that impacts the heart. It, there's a scripture in Proverbs, I'm not sure where it is, but it says that um, the, the heart of man is as deep waters, mm-hmm. and it takes a man of wisdom to draw it out. And that wisdom, that wisdom, you may not have it before you get into a, a situation, but in the midst of a situation, if you will be slow to speak and quick to listen, you'll get that wisdom that draws that, that out of the heart of that person and becomes as smooth waters to heal and then you become jesus to that person if you're yielding to the holy spirit because that's the whole point is jesus jesus went to heaven sitting at the right hand of the father and sent his spirit that he operated in to us so that he could once again have flesh in the earth yeah this is how he covers the whole earth with his glory he fills his people and then they just they they expose they uh they emanate and put on display the glory of God. Which is his image. It's fabulous. So what are some of these um, Jesus in the flesh experiences you've had? Oh my. Where should we start? <laughs> um, most, most of the time um, at the beginning of my walk, it's, it, my, my experiences were mostly through dreams. I mean, I would get, I would get, uh, my senses would be heightened when I knew that he was present. When I started seeing Jesus in my dreams, I saw him as Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) And that, I know that sounds really goofy, but if you look up the name Leonardo, it means lion. And it was um, the face that never changes. I mean, you look at Leonardo DiCaprio today compared to when he was a kid, He's not changed, except right. for a little facial hair and a couple wrinkles. You know, I mean, so I think that, that Jesus was getting something across to me, and it was familiar, and it was comfortable. Leonardo DiCaprio was never a guy that I thought I'd be starstruck if I saw him in fa- face-to-face anyway, you know. But as of recently, it's, it's really cool that the guy who plays on the TV show The Chosen, Mm-hmm. That's who I see in my dreams as Jesus now. It's it's really cool that the the fire in his eyes, the love that he emanates. It's it's really interesting to see. But yeah, my my dreams is where I have had most of my in the I guess in the flesh experiences, but I've never had him just 
walk into a room and talk to me. So what is your real life experiences from daily living to supernatural occurrences? Oh, so our marriage. We've been together almost 30 years. And the things that, the behaviors and the ideas that I had about our marriage when we first got married are totally different today. My experiences with Christ have altered how I behave towards you, how I think about you. Give an example. I used to think that when you would come home from work and you were angry about the things that were going on at work and you were expressive about them, mm-hmm. that I, ha- I somehow I was responsible. And I, I don't know why I picked that up. I don't know why I thought that. But I thought that it was my fault and I had to lash back. I had to fire back at you. And I knew how to push buttons to get you to be reactive so that we would end up parting ways so I didn't have to feel what I was feeling. So how did Jesus change that? That was quite an experience. Um, We had a fight, and the police got called, and um, we both went to jail for a night. (laughs) Yeah, I played cards. And I got attacked. (laughs) Anyway, moving on past that, what it was is, is the Lord started to really deal with me about my view of who you are. And I got a hold of this book one time by Stormy O. Martin. I sat down one day and I started reading it because, you know, it's all about the power of a praying wife. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to get him now. <laughs> He's going to straighten out because I'm going to pray right. And I opened up that book and started reading it. And she said, your problem is not your husband. Your problem is you. And I was pretty upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I closed the book and I pushed it across the table and I crossed my arms. This was kind of a a common behavior in my early walk with God. I get mad and cross my arms. A few minutes later, I, I heard the Lord speak to my heart, pick it up and read it. And I picked it up and I read that book and I, I literally changed my view. I changed my mind. I, I repented. I, I went from knowing how to push your buttons and choosing not to. And then it moved into a way of thinking how I could bless you and how I could love you. No matter how you behaved or what you said, ways that you looked at me. Is it a struggle changing your mind? Um, there are struggles, yes, but the, the struggle is not putting the information in and praying and believing God for it. The struggle comes when you're, when you're faced with the moment that used to challenge you to behave the way you used to. Those are the moments where you, you're sweating, grinding your teeth, you know, and then you get to a place where the, when it, you progress, when you get to the place where it has changed so much that when you would start acting the way that you did, it was so easy for me. I didn't have to grind my teeth anymore. I didn't have to sweat it out. I didn't have to run off to another room to pray for strength, you know. Over time, you strengthen yourself as you continue in believing these things. And um, we'll deal with this in another podcast but there, there was a time when God showed me something in the Word, and He told me that's what He wanted me to pray, and I told Him I didn't believe it. We'll, we'll deal with that in another podcast. All right. 
Well, we'll close this podcast today. And um, we hope that you come back to hear more. It's going to get better and better as we get more experience. This is our first podcast yeah. ever. Yeah, stick with us. So um, things are going to improve, that's for sure, because God's going to lead us and show us and give us wisdom. And um, we hope you uh, enjoyed today. Thanks for listening. Thank you.